Welcome to Teacher Talks. After having such great conversations with innovators and thought leaders in the field of education, we looked around our community for practitioners in the field who joined us to discuss what these themes could look like in actual everyday classrooms, pre-K through 12th grade. Real talk with real teachers. Let's get into it. Hey everybody and welcome to Teacher Talks, the episode in which we unpack the interview with teachers in the field, on the ground, in the trenches, and I am so lucky today to be joined with three, I know I say this every time I've facilitated one of these, but truly three of my favorite humans um, at our campus, and they all serve such different roles, and so let's jump into meeting them and hearing what they do at our school. Sheena, you are a newbie like me around here. Um, Absolutely. Who are you? What do you do? Well, I've done a few things. So in the past, I've taught pre-K three, I taught pre-K four, and I also taught kindergarten for a while. And prior to that, I was an instructional assistant. So I've been in the field for a while. And so currently, I am the head of foundations here at St. Andrews, which for those of you that don't know, is our fourth division and an infant to toddler program that will be starting in July. So we are so excited. I'm a little frustrated that this didn't open approximately. You too, right, Susan? Approximately like four or five or seven. How old are our kids? Eight years ago. But whatever. It's fine. Happy for the people that have babies yes, now. Yes, it's exciting. Um, and I can't wait to hear your take on some of these thoughts because um, I think Tim spoke a lot from the fourth grade perspective, uh, but I really want to hear how you're thinking about this with, with you know, early childhood and even babies. Um, yeah. And so really excited. I remember that conversation with um, fourth grade Tim Fish is what I remember ringing in my head from from when you all met with him. So absolutely, looking we were, forward to we it. Were so excited, yeah. Well, thank you, Sheena. I'm so glad you're here. Um, and also with us is Dean Julius, who. This is something I just realized. Two of my children's teachers are here today. Mm -hmm. Dean teaches my seventh grade, my eldest uh, daughter, English, and she has really enjoyed The Alchemist right now, by the way, and um, just loves getting to work with Mr. Julius. And um, one of my favorite things about Mr. Julius, I'll say before you get to meet him, I'll just tell you all about him, <laughs> is he does this fabulous warm-up when students enter the enter the class. And I think you just started it this year, or did you do it before? I did, uh, but to be fair, I, I stole it from Virginia Buchanan. <laughs> okay, to be, lots of ideas come from Virginia everything Buchanan. For all of us, mm -hmm, at all, and everything best is stolen. So so anyway, it's a fabulous sort of introduction and orientation to each class. But who are you, Dean? I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, well, uh, like Julie said, I'm Dean. I teach seventh grade English here at St. Andrews. Um, what else to say? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Dean, what else can you do besides teach um, that involves pens, maybe, and notebooks or laptops? <laughs> tell us, uh, tell us. I mean, I write, I run a magazine. I don't do that associated with the school, but I just do that in my free time. Um, I'm also training to be a pilot right now, so I'm, wow. I'm probably doing way too many things than I should be, which is what my fiance would say. Uh, but <laughs> Sounds like you're on that magnetic mountain. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> nice callback. Wow. Yeah. A plus. I'm A trying plus. to climb multiple mountains there you right go. now. Yeah, that's right. It's not, it's not an easy task. Oh, well, glad to have you in your philosophical spirit with us today. And with us also is Susan Pace, who is 
again, not that this podcast is about me, but I just want to say she <laughs> has taught not one, but two of my children. And Aliana, my youngest, said, when can I have Susan Pace? So it, it, you are quite uh, the center of the Rust household and just an amazing, amazing teacher, third grade and now fourth grade. So tell us about sort of what you've been up to. Well, thank you so much for that lovely introductions. Um, I honestly have to put my hat off to you and the Rust family because I've told Julie on multiple occasions that I would like to come and be a member of the Rust family. <laughs> um, but I now teach fourth grade reading and spelling, and I do a quarter rotation of writing instruction, which has been really an interesting push this year. Um, and have just loved working with my teammates and you know, this year has been an interesting year. That's a good word to describe it. But um, without them by my side, it would have never been as amazing as it has been. We have done so much this year, and we are so proud of the work we've done. And you should be. And I think that the thing that's most distinctive to me about you from my personal parent vantage point is how you build such a loving, positive community. And Xander came comes home all the time. Yesterday he came home and was like, Mommy, I'm working on a book, and I'm doing this chapter from my perspective, and then Miles is doing, you know, and, and on and on and on. And this is a regular occurrence, and it is not because my child is super special. It's truly because you've built a community in which these these projects, these side interests are celebrated. So anyway, big shout out. I've been, Thank it's you, just Lee. been very cool. Um, so enough about the three of us, like four of us, therefore <laughs> counting. Um, but we we all listen to Tim Fish, and I, I have to say that I really enjoyed that conversation. You probably could tell from, from it. Um, I wasn't sure what to expect. I wasn't sure if we'd be up in the clouds of abstract leadership and vision, and those things are important. But my heart and my interest is always sort of classroom-based. How does this impact who I am as a teacher and in my classroom? And you probably heard that in our questions and the ways that we talked. Um, so I'm going to try to shut up. And I'm just curious, you know, what resonated with you? What do you want to talk about? Um, and what are you thinking about after listening? So a lot of what he said was really relatable as a current fourth grade teacher. And I just, I loved his take on just education as a whole. And it made me kind of pause and reflect on some of the things that I've chosen in the past, definitely. And some of the things we've been forced to choose this year just out of necessity. So um, looking forward to the future of education and how some of the restrictions will lift and you know, we'll get back to our normal again. Yeah, I have to agree. I mean, I really love the notion of the base camp and the now town or the was town and then how we're climbing um, and out hiking to, to reach this summit or magnetic mountain where the magic takes place and where we decide where we're going and where we go from here. And so that was probably what resonated with me the most um, because I it seems as though I find myself on that magnetic mountain now more than ever. Um, I don't know, I, I just, I'm always positioning myself for the next challenge. For some reason, I'm just not comfortable just, I guess, in that um, Airbnb kind of, <laughs> or resting place um, that would be sort of our was town or our base camp. And so just really, um, Looking forward to where the journey will take will take me from here and us as a school. 
Okay, so you just did a good job with that metaphor. That was like a lot <laughs> of the vocab. So I, this is why I need y'all here, though, is what in the world does that mean for us as teachers who are, let's face it, exhausted, right? We are in sometimes survival mode, I guess. Um, and so that you mentioned now town and was town and, and base camp. and But like, let's ground this or, or, or not, or say... Not this year. I mean, what are, what are you all really thinking in the practical about that metaphor? I'm looking at Dean just because I, I Dean is a metaphor man. So, well, I feel like this year is special, right? Like it's anomalous and it's hard. I mean, I, I was thinking about that today, and you know, with both of y'all talking, like I I've been thinking about it more. Just the idea that you know, this year, it's hard to think about in terms of the magnetic mountain. Like, I feel like because this is so atypical, like everything that I'd been thinking about the two years prior about my practice and like, I'm always in revision mode and like what didn't work, what works. Like I, my brain is sort of wired wired that way as a writer, but um, I feel like I've just sort of thrown my hands up with this year. like. I've definitely learned a lot and I'd love to talk about that more like stuff that I'm doing now or new practices like but I also feel like there's just a whole swath of stuff from this year that I'm gonna you know say to heck with that right Mm -hmm. like it's a wash. And I think that's okay. Um, I mean, we've had so many challenges and so many things thrown at us this year that it's okay to say, okay, this worked and this didn't. I'm taking this with me and I'm leaving this to the side. I think that's okay. And I think your perspective is one that most educators and administrators have right now. So it makes perfect sense. Yeah, and I will say that there was a surrendering to the situation, and and there was this whole, like, time at the beginning of the year where we were just like, but it has to be this way, and we've got to fight for this thing that we've always done, and and we had to come to a place where we were just like, okay, we have to change this because the whole world has changed, Um, and maybe not so much for the older grades, but the tech component of Mm -hmm. what we've done this year, I think will stay. Um, I hope that um, virtual teaching will be something that's done in isolation of in-person instruction because that push is not one that I wish to revisit again anytime soon. And I think Tim said that, didn't he, in this interview explicitly, which I just really appreciated. Um, He sort of stopped and was like, let me tell you what I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about concurrent teaching, right? Like, for example, because that's craziness. (laughs) Let's just be real. Like, to have your mind in two places, I can just, if I'm subbing in a room like that for, like, one period, I leave and I'm exhausted. Like, I can't imagine all day. So, I mean, I think... It, I think it is this idea of both and, and that's okay too, to say like, maybe I have learned some stuff and I am going to carry some stuff on, but like, this was just a survival thing that we did because we had to and never again, um, hopefully. 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 Yeah, that kind of reminds me of when he mentioned um, the fact that how initially when the pandemic started, we were given these tools and and, and was told, like, go out and uh, figure it out, you know, and that's kind of what education looked like, not just here at St. Andrews, but holistically across the U.S. and in many parts of the world. And so, um, yeah, not wanting to, to your point, return to this 
um, sense of chaos, but wanting to um, be a bit more grounded coming out of, of this, this pandemic. Mm-hmm. I feel like if we're putting this back in the metaphor, this was like a side trail that we took. <laughs> Maybe got injured along the way. We're realizing we need to get back on the trail. That's okay, you know. Yeah, I, I do think the value of the things that we've learned and that the kids have learned will be long-lasting. And mm-hmm. I know that my fourth graders that are going to fifth grade bring a skill set with them that is so unique mm-hmm. and so positive um, that it, it will help them overcome some of the things that they weren't able to achieve this year. Well, I think that's a good point. I mean, the point of this whole metaphor, I guess, is like, it's not easy. It's not comfortable. And certainly things have not been easy or comfortable. And, but I like your point too, Dean, that it doesn't always mean it's the right trail <laughs> to yeah. go up. But like what you started to mention and you've mentioned too, like there have like, you know, maybe in the past I've been thinking about the, what could be, and I haven't been able to do that this year because of my energy. Like what, what are you hoping to return back to or what, what was preoccupying you the past few years about your own teaching or what now do you see seeing these new skills in your kids and in yourself and whatever what 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 could this look like once we have had time to find the bench and <laughs> breathe a minute and all of that i mean i love little routines and like community and i feel like so much of what i want to do in my class is to just create that and mm-hmm. i felt like in my second year at st andrews I'd really started to get the ball rolling with that. I had a really systematized week. We did a certain thing every day. It's like our morning meeting on Mondays and then something different on Tuesdays. And it was just like awesome. And I'm not like trying to sound cocky, but I just like really loved (laughs) how great my room was and the like culture that we had created. And I felt that energy from the kids. And then this year I really had to, reinvent the wheel um and so you know like you had mentioned earlier the little warm-up thing that I do in my classroom when Virginia told me like man calling the role now just seems so Dolesville (laughs) and so I was like yeah you're right and and she said so I just started asking the kids a silly question to call role every day and I mean, it's the best 10 minutes of class. Wow. (laughs) Give us an example. Yeah. Like today, I asked the kids a silly would you rather question, right? Like, would you rather be lost at sea or lost in the desert? And, you know, sometimes they're silly questions, but sometimes, like, I ask personal questions Mm -hmm. like, you know, what are you dreaming about right now? Mm -hmm. And I don't mean, like... A dream that you had at night I mean like what what's an aspiration that you're thinking about right now and it it sometimes it generates a lot of conversation and then I have to quell that so that we can keep <laughs> going with the role but like I don't know the kids feel more invested in my class I feel like because they know that they're taking part in the little microculture that we're creating and I think Beautiful. that's cool it like, is cool hearing you say morning meeting in seventh grade like those <laughs> those two phrases don't often go together and, and that just like made my heart swell because I, I have the son who's coming up to seventh grade and <laughs> you know I just I think that the social emotional piece is even more important and we as parents and as teachers sort of think when they get to a certain age you know they're okay but um, yeah. thank you for that time well, that's really awesome I feel like 
I mean, I'm definitely trying to teach English, right? <laughs> But I also feel like, and this year especially, I know that as a teacher, and I, like when I came and talked to Julie's uh, other class, like I, I know at the end of the day, like my kids aren't going to remember the English I taught them. And so I feel like this year especially, if at the end of the day they feel like that was a good year, I felt really welcomed in that class, then I've succeeded. And I felt that way pre-COVID. I feel that way definitely now in COVID, and I'm definitely going to feel that for as long as I teach. I just want kids to feel cool and welcomed in my room for like 60 minutes. And if that means asking a silly question at the start of class, cool. I'm doing it. And that, that could so be the awesome. thing. Oh, sorry. You no, 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 that's so awesome. And that's a position that I feel like all teachers should have. Mm -hmm. I love it. I was just going to say that. I feel like what you just did was a statement of sort of your of your magnetic mountain, <laughs> Dean. I mean, really. like, And yeah. so I think I think we see these things, and sometimes they can feel frustrating or, or not, not apply. And again, the word innovation, as I've always said, is a really loaded word that is frustrating sometimes for me in my own role. But like... And what's so interesting about that story you just told, Tim talked about the difference between proactive and reactive innovation, right? And I think um, this whole like asking a question at the start of class thing is was reactive in the fact that you were trying to probably fix a lack of community, something that you were missing. You had it down last year, and then this madness happened, and so you had to do something. But in the same way, it's also incredibly deliberate because you kept in your heart that center or that pulse or that whatever um, that keeps you going, and that's why you teach. And so for me, in many ways, it's almost like a, remember that learning philosophy statement you wrote in undergrad <laughs> or your crazy teacher made you write? And yeah. like that, for me is what this can be about in our micro realities in our micro classrooms like what is your thing I mean I think Tim talked about like cross-disciplinary you know shifting things in that way in, in his classroom and I thought that was a lovely micro example too of like I believe that math isn't necessarily always distinct from science and English and they should all be so I don't know our, Sheena and Susan do you have similar kind of heartbeats or centers or things that ground you that you can always you know Dean can return to like this sense of like we've got to build community and Gosh, I see that too, of course, in your classrooms. But I'm curious if you all have different... It's just, it's just so interesting because um, I did move into fourth grade this year, and so I'm, <laughs> I'm still new. Like, I, I, this is my 15th year of teaching, and uh, every year is new in a way. But I am so excited to re-envision my space mm -hmm. and how that works, and that sounds so rudimentary, but it really does uh, affect the overall sense of the room and the mm -hmm. overall, you know, flow. Um, so that's, that's what I'm looking forward to. And then in terms of like what the push will be and, and how we'll start next year, I mean, there's just so many things that my students have done this year that I need to try to get out of the way of so that mm -hmm. they can do. Um, I'll give you a prime example. I learned how to build a website just through Google Sites, and I was so proud of this one-page website that I built that had hyperlinks. And I am impressed. <laughs> and I showed it to my students, and I said, you know, this is something that you have access to as well. But just as a, you know, just as an mm -hmm. offhanded statement, I never would have imagined that they would have taken it and built an elaborate, elaborate website. Wow. Um, on their own. And so 
I think my goal for next year will be to try to introduce as many things as I can with a again a rudimentary like this is kind of the nuts and bolts and then just say go and have time with mm. that or or how can you use that and, and just get out of the way because they are so clever and so inventive and so innovative and a lot of times we build the construct and um, I think that diminishes their capacity in some ways. I love how you said get out of the way. Um, as a public school teacher, many times you deal with so many classroom management and behavioral issues that you don't have the autonomy to, to really give your students that authority in the classroom. And so what I noticed teaching here at St. Andrews is that you can you have that academic freedom and you can actually act more as a facilitator and, and give the students that power. So I love that and that's such a powerful tool. What is the website about? <laughs> I'm dying. I know it's okay. Perfect. So my website was built around our Women's History Month project, uh -huh. and so I use it as sort of like a storehouse for all the material that mm -hmm. they might need, or or you know sites, and like if they wanted sites sorted, like sites sourced, they could go <laughs> to this page and and you know have some examples. So literally, it was very basic. And then my students, um, Krisha and Asha, who I'm sure if you've read in the newsletter, they took that and they created a Paces Pack News that sort of ah. featured all the things going on in our little homeroom and their specific wow. broadcast of the news that they create. We'll, link it. we'll have to link it when we Google post. Sites, you know, is really cool. Um, I, I had been looking for a long time for like a cool way to do journals and stuff mm. um, and I had I, like early on just been very old school I'm gonna have composition notebooks the kids will journal in the mm. composition notebooks and then I was like man this is really cumbersome I have like 85 composition notebooks <laughs> in my classroom <laughs> they get thrown all over the place I need a better system that and then COVID happened and I was like, wait, I'll just have them journal on a Google site. And the kids like really took off with it. It's, you're right, like they do way cooler things than we give them credit for sometimes. Like last year's COVID journals were super cool. Wow, kids tell us like, about that, what was that? I just, I essentially asked them in the middle of COVID at, at the very start, I was like, this is really tough right now. We're all stressed out. Uh, we don't know what the future look is going to look like. Um, and I said, let's just journal more and be vulnerable with each other and talk about like what, what we're going through right now. And the way that will look is every day you're going to write um, in, your, in your Google Sites journal. I gave them a template for how to set it up. Um, but I said, you know, take some creative liberty, do what you want. You can have... Uh, You'll have like your main Google site page, like your your landing page, where you'll go and we'll I'll see your journals. But if then if you want to do other stuff like add sub pages or have a menu bar that links to other stuff like cool YouTube videos you're watching right now or like your Spotify playlist. It's like a glorified MySpace. I mean, <laughs> it, kind of, it kind of was. Like it was like a micro social media for our class. Yeah. Um, and kids really ran with, like, I, I remember Adrian Tanaka was like, do you, do you think it would be okay if I 
linked my Spotify playlist so that everybody can listen to the songs that are like really getting me through this time right now. And I was like, please, I want to listen to these songs too. Um, or kids just sharing silly YouTube videos that they found. Like, I don't know, that was super restorative for me. That's the word. That's so cool. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Sheena, what is going on in early childhood? We have this great fourth grade experience, example. We have this great seventh grade. Like, you were a classroom teacher last yes. March. Yes. So, like, kindergarten, kindergarten, kindergarten. What was going on in kindergarten? Oh my goodness. Kindergarten is such a magical year. It's that transitional period. Um, students are learning to read and, um, you know, crossing the May Day field and going on to, you know, um, first grade and so it's it's really exciting um, and for me it was transitional in more ways than one because it was my first year here um, but just a really exciting time yeah yeah well, what did you what did you notice with the kiddos I know it was I had a kindergartner last year so I can talk about our experiences um, but you know what what did you notice that worked how were kids processing I what was it like trying to teach kindergarten um, you know digitally mediated well, I'll tell you this, something, um, because I've been doing it so long, I was like, okay, let me do something different. So I had an opportunity to play around with a green screen. Ooh, so I went I to, your yeah, you remember that? Yes. So I went to the fabric store, I got this um, fabric and, you know, created this fun way of teaching our um, phonics lessons. And so I think the kids really enjoyed it. So that was um, sort of that vintage innovation piece that I implemented when we um, transitioned. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. We all discovered all this video <laughs> business for sure. And um, it was some exciting. of it we want to keep and some of it never get, right? <laughs> I'm <Yes>. sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, guys, we just have a few more minutes, um, and I know we've already sort of checked in with all of you about how you're doing, but I mean, the, the audience for this podcast really is just teachers across our state and, um, you know, of course, elsewhere as well. And um, so anything else you want to share either about, you know, thoughts uh, brought up by Tim Fish or just like what's on your mind right now in terms of teaching? What do you want to say to other educators um, as we are in this crazy, like, pushing through to the end of the year, maybe thinking about next year, maybe not yet, um, or looking to the summer and thinking about, I mean, the word of the day you said is restorative. Like, I don't know, maybe yes. you have thoughts about how to, how to, how to be restored together. I don't know. What, what do you want to say? I will tell you that one of the things that I love about reflection, which is kind of, I've already started my reflection cycle for the year is that I tend to be very hard on myself and a mm -hmm. harsh critic. And so I'm going to invite somebody along, actually, Shay, hopefully along for my ride so I can, you know, really think about things in a whole perspective instead of just micro picking on just minute things. But what I would encourage all teachers to do is to put it aside for a, a short while mm -hmm. if you can, because um, we need to rest. And uh, without that rest, we won't be able to come back next year. It's, it has been a really hard year. And also to give ourselves grace yes, um, yeah. in that reflection piece that, that, yes, maybe that lesson wasn't the best that it could be. Or maybe there were several lessons. Or maybe the classroom management wasn't the best. But at the end of the day, I mean, we conquered this year. We really have done such a good job. Every teacher everywhere, no matter how you did this year, has done an amazing job. And we all learned a whole bunch. 
and it is time to let our brains rest a little bit. Great. Just by showing up, just by virtue of showing up, for me, that is that is heroic, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's great. I don't know if I would call it conquered, but <laughs> I appreciate the confidence that you have in yourself. So I'm a little envious. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, you know, it's like whenever I manage to get the plane to sit down on the runway, I'm like, well, I did that thing. I can't believe I did that thing. Oh, my God, I did that thing. So I feel like this year is kind of like that. Um, things, the engine was failing, and I had an emergency landing, and I was just trying to figure out how to get this year to sit down on the ground. Um, but I agree with you. I think this summer we all just need to have a beer and uh, figure out (laughs) like what to do next um way later way later yeah and I mean we've seen teachers everywhere respond to COVID and I feel like no one has done it better in response to this whole pandemic um better than the teachers here at St. Andrews like I feel like the teachers here really knocked it out the park like I have friends that teach in various districts and like everyone I've just seen come together and work so hard to ensure that learning continued even during you know these challenging times so kudos to all the teachers out there and as Susan said get some rest this summer Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, guys, it's been such a pleasure to talk to all of you and think with you a little bit about this moment and the podcast and uh, plane metaphors uh, <laughs> at Absolutely. the end, of course, you fit that in. Um, and just thank you for all that you've been doing and for the grace you've extended to your students and to yourselves and your colleagues and your administrators. Um, and um, may we all, yeah, have a proverbial beer it doesn't have to be a beer, but the proverbial beer. Of milk, you know. Milk. Whatever it or is. Or Starbucks. Guardian. Starbucks. Could be Guardian. Could you do be you. pool membership. Right? Pool. Bra- I'll see you there. Yes. I'll see you there. Yes. Okay. Good. It's been awesome. my pleasure Thanks to talk with us. you all. Thank you. Yes.